these subreddits are actually giving you the creativity and the freedom to think about a world outside of this traditional box that we've been told we have to live within. Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name is Bridget. And you're listening to Money Feels, the podcast where we discuss the personal finance Reddit. The pe- we get to talk about other people today. Ah, yeah, other <laughs> online people. It's always one of my favorite things to do, but I'm always also scared to do it. I don't know. I'm excited for this one because I spend a lot of time in finance Reddit. Yeah, I love hearing your takes when you post them on Instagram about these forums. So I think this is going to be a fun conversation. But before we jump into that, how does your money feel, Alyssa? I was thinking before we hit record, and I, again, have no thoughts. I'm very overwhelmed (laughs) and busy this week. I was very much in this feeling of gratitude today because I have started to connect with people in my program at school And I'm coming to the realization how fortunate it is for me to have time, like autonomy, to actually work on school when I want to work on school. Mm -hmm. So I just feel a lot of gratitude that I am financially secure enough to pursue school in the way that I am. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So I think that's that's how I feel today is gracious for past me being responsible. (laughs) It does. It does pay off eventually, doesn't it? It does. How does your money feel today? Um, pretty good. I just got home from vacation yesterday and my flight had been canceled. We had a really late night flight on the way home and they loaded us onto two planes for one plane, sat for an hour, didn't go mechanical issue, fully deplaned us, put us on another plane. Same thing happened. And after an hour and a half, the flight crew was like past their time. So they had to deplane us again. At this time, it was like 2 a.m. And I'm in Toronto with my six-year-old and my boyfriend. And then we were like, we had to get a hotel, but only for a few hours. And because then we had to get on another flight. So I'm like very disorganized. And I had to pay for this hotel, which was another like $550 on top of the trip. But I think Air Canada is going to reimburse me. I don't know how It'll probably take a year. To get Are that you money serious? Back. I no, don't know. Don't, I just now feel my like... money feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, anytime I've had to like deal with flight like airlines to get money back, it's such a nightmare. So I'm just assuming it's going to take a long time. Yeah, this was my fault because we were like deplaning and they were, you had to like line up to get hotel vouchers. But I had a six year old. I'm not going to stand in line. So I booked a room on my phone and asked, and they were like, yeah, we'll just. Uh, just send us the receipt and we'll reimburse you for it. And then we just went to the hotel, but maybe they, I don't even know, maybe they won't reimburse all of it. I have no idea. Now it feels bad since you said that. So I'm so sorry. I'm just like, I'm having flashbacks to all the times I've also sat on planes with my kids for hours and they're like, here's a $15 food voucher. (laughs) Yeah. I actually wasn't that upset because I don't know. I watched the doors flying off of the, Max nines <laughs> enough that I'm like, you know, take your time, check the safety. This is good. You're right. You're right. We should be thankful. <laughs> We're all about gratitude today. <laughs> Thank you so much for wasting my time. Appreciate you. <laughs> okay, where do we start today? We're talking about a lot of different financial forums. So not They're like typical creators. Subreddits, yeah. or we Sub-reddits. call them subs. 
It's okay. <laughs> I'm already learning so much about this terminology. But what were the ones that you mentioned? You said we we've talked a lot about Reddit, but you said Henry Finance, Chubby Fire, Money okay, hey, Diaries. Now, you're get, you're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Let's let's talk about how Reddit has quietly become one of the coolest places for financial community on the internet. That makes sense. I love it. It's so interesting. There, There's not always great advice. So that's one thing I want to say, because I spend a, a lot of time in Personal Finance Canada in that mm-hmm. sub. And the advice is just like consistently pay off your mortgage, which is don't do that. No, like do not be in a hurry to do that. But that's like the only advice they can give. But some of the other communities are really interesting, particularly the ones around financial independence and the FIRE movement. And I think I sent you my list. So now now you may read the list. Of okay. What did I send you? So these are the subreddits then? Yes. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> About the internet. Um, So you said Henry Finance, which I've never heard of. What's that? So a Henry is a high earner, not rich yet. Oh, that's cute. I know. So this is for people who may have like finally graduated into a high earning profession or they switched jobs and got a huge pay increase. And so their net worth, their savings and investments is seriously lagging because the income is new to them. Because your net worth is always going to be a lagging indicator of how you're doing financially. But sometimes people can have really high incomes, but not have that financial stability because they may have only had it for a few years. So Henry is a high earner, not rich yet. (laughs) I feel like that's a really helpful term because yeah, a lot of people would just assume you're doing really well financially if you earn a good income. A hundred percent. But chances are, if you're in your 20s or 30s or even 40s, even if you're making 200, 300, $400,000 per year or more, if that income, you haven't earned it for very many years, you could, you might have like not even $5,000 in savings and investments. You might still have a ton of debt from medical school or another professional program you were in. So you're definitely not rich, even though uh, your paycheck is very, very high. That's cool. Okay, I like that one. And then you said Chubby Fire, which yes. again, so cute. I'm loving these names. <laughs> chubby Fire is for the fire people that aren't fat enough to be part of Fat Fire Reddit. Oh. That's they'll they'll kick you down there. If you go to Fat Fire Reddit and you say something out of place, they'll they'll redirect you pretty fast. To really? Yeah, so I wouldn't say there's there's no gatekeeping in this, but they're, they're close-knit groups and they're very specific, especially Fat Fire. Fat Fire Reddit is ruthless of who is accepted. Yeah, and, but Chubby Fire, I don't spend as much time in Chubby Fire because I'm in the Fat Fire Reddit, but uh, Chubby Fire is someone who's beyond the lean fire or the fire movements. And for clarity, fire, it stands for financial independence, retire early. And it's people who are saving and investing really aggressively when they're young with the expectation of retiring early. And that usually means in their 40s or 50s. In some extreme cases, it means retiring in your 30s. But for most people, it's before age 55, definitely before age 60. And uh, Lean Fire is pursuing financial independence at all costs. I think there is a Lean Fire Reddit. I don't I never even look that one up because it doesn't apply to me because that's 
often saving up a nest egg of maybe a few hundred thousand dollars and then living a really low budget forever after. Fire is saving up a nest egg that supports your current lifestyle, which might be just a comfortable middle class life. Chubby fire is someone that wants an upper middle or more luxurious retirement than maybe the fire crowd, but still wants it early, but they don't quite have the luxury excess retirement that is part of the fat fire pursuit. And what makes these all interesting is it's not just like what kind of lifestyle that you want. It's that retire early aspect that's right. part of it. And that's why I'm mostly a lurker because I can't bring myself to retire. <laughs> I just, I, so I spend a lot of time in there. The, honestly, spending time in there has made me want to keep working from the looks of it. But like all of these groups, anyone that has fire in their name is very focused on the retire early as part of the package. It's not just accumulating a certain net worth milestone or having so much money. It's it's the lifestyle in early retirement. Okay, because I what that was going to be my question is, how do you determine whether you're chubby or fat fire? Um, well, they do have in in the groups, they have descriptions and they kind of give uh, categorizations and you can become verified in each of the forums, which I haven't done because they like require you to take a video of you like logging into your brokerage account so you can prove your income or prove your- What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just see now they have rules. Yeah. Of course they have rules. And there's th- over 394,000 members. Is that the Fat Fire one? Yeah. Yeah. We, we can talk about that and the rules as we go into our conversations. But I think I was looking at it recently and the threshold that they have is quite low. It's not what the community really responds to. I think um, you have to show an income of 150000 US per year and net assets of $1 million or greater to participate in the Fat Fire Reddit. Okay. But Honestly, they're going to like laugh you out of there if your goals are anything less than five or 10 million. That group seems to really coagulate around 10 million plus earners. If you're in the range of three, four, five million, you're probably belong in chubby fire. If you're below three million, I'd say go hang out in the fire forum. If your target retirement is less than a million dollars, you belong in lean fire. All right. I'll just be continuously lurking in Canadian personal finance, which is the only Reddit forum I've ever hung out in. And downvoting anyone that says pay off your mortgage early. (laughs) Oh, honestly, I don't participate. I just scroll every once in a while and I get bored. So I leave. (laughs) So maybe I do need to pursue a different group. (laughs) So yeah, the the fire ones are my uh, favorite to hang out in. And then I think I also sent you like the money diaries one. I enjoy that a lot too. That one, if you've ever read the segment in um, Refinery29, where they do breakdowns. I loved those. Yeah. So they just do that, but in a Reddit forum, which is really fun. So if you do like creeping other people's finances, the money diaries sub is so good for that. I think it's really cool to have spaces like this where it's not just creators and you're looking to enter their community because this is so much more broad and it gives you a chance to interact with people that you can probably relate to more closely. Yeah, that's actually what I love about it so much because in general, like 
I used to make fun of Reddit, but now I spend so much time on it. I like it so much. But I think it's one of the rare spaces on the internet where people are more thoughtful about some of their responses. The moderation is pretty good. So if the conversation or the discourse turns negative, you can be booted out or banned. And it's just nice to have a safe place on the internet where there's civilized discussion Mm -hmm. happening. And for me, one of the reasons I liked it in the Fat Fire Reddit is because I was just curious what really wealthy people on that journey thought. I wanted to know, like, how are you managing your money at that level? What things are you investing in? What are your goals? Because there isn't like it's hard to find those people otherwise you're not just generally going up to strangers or even your friends and saying like hey what's your net worth and how do you spend that and this gives a community where you can ask those questions and get the answers from the people that really have that yeah and it's not usually going to pe- people that live in your community too yeah exactly so you have to look on the internet so what are the negatives, perhaps, of these subreddits? Are there any? I mean, there's negatives anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's the internet, so. I mean, I would say the negatives is occasionally bad advice will get passed around. This is especially true in the Personal Finance Canada sub. Like I said, they they just, I don't know, they have wild ideas in there sometimes. because that one's also really busy. Sometimes the more people that are in there, it's like diluted in terms of expertise. And they kind of get a group mentality around some concepts. So I've seen, in addition to the advice to always pay off your mortgage early, which is not appropriate for most people, particularly young people, they're also very obsessed with certain ETFs. And they'll just Mm -hmm. be like, just buy this one ETF. And nothing yeah. else. And that's terrible. And yeah, there, there's a little bit, but they get reinforced. Like that's the problem when you're in a large sub and a lot of people have the same idea, then they keep upvoting it. And then more people think that it's good and then they join it. And then you kind of get this herd that just gives the same advice to every situation. And then they keep getting outvoted by each other and it's like blatantly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I can see how that would be negative. So there's that. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, because like I shared one post with you because I haven't spent a lot of time in these forums. And I was like, is this real? Is this real life? (laughs) Okay. I want to come back to that one because that goes on another tangent in the spirit of the Fat Fire uh, sub, but also in the Fat Fire sub, one thing that I don't like about it is because men tend to be mm. richer, higher earner. I also imagine men use Reddit more than women. Yeah, it does seem very male. Yeah, sometimes the tone can be very masculine, too misogynistic, and I don't. We like don't that. vibe with that. No, so that's also a downside. But I mean, that can be solved by more women <laughs> coming True. into the community. Let's take it over, ladies. <laughs> We're coming into Fat Fire. Well, I mean, I would I like Fat Fire is my favorite community, but I would say like be careful approaching like lurking is fine. No one's going to stop you from gawking on the internet, but there are some things like I participate I adhere to strongly in the spirit of the Fat Fire 
Reddit. And what they've really done and what's, I think, more complicated about that one is because it is geared towards really high earners and really high net worth individuals. We're talking about people, like I said, that it kind of is around eight figures. These are people that are close to or at 10 million or over. There's people in that sub with 20, 50, 100 million plus. And they don't have people in that income and net worth don't have a lot of spaces to talk about finance because so much of financial advice or financial information is geared towards the vast majority of people who do not have $10 million. And so the Fat Fire Reddit exists. At this, this is going to sound totally wrong. But <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It exists as a safe space for rich people <laughs> to talk about their experiences. And if you go in there and immediately start like, demonizing someone for being rich or making fun of them or criticizing their spending, this sub will respond like swiftly and severely uh, removing you. And so I thought it was funny, like the post that you sent me was immediately you're like, is this real? Which I briefly glanced over it, but it was like a person what they were posting about like their net worth and they weren't sure if they could retire and their net worth was very high, like millions of dollars. So you were probably like immediately like, is this person kidding? Is this a joke? And I'm like, it's not a joke. Like they're asking that question earnestly and they deserve to have a safe space to do so without you making fun of them, Melissa. Oh, I'm not I'm making fun of them. I'm like shocked that people have this much money at the age that they do. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the people that occupy that sub, it's a mix of like very, very high earners, like FANG managers, that's Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google employees, um, people who have sold their own startups and had multi-million dollar exits or other kind of huge influxes of cash from businesses like that. There's some inheritors in there. So I was looking at a post, I think earlier this morning, where someone's like, I'm going to inherit $50 million at some point. What do I do with that? So there's some inheritors. There's a few random like crypto guys, which is very funny. Mm. Like people who just rode the wave, caught it, cashed out at the right time, and now they have $20, $40 million. So there's a few of those legends that just found their way over from Wall Street Bets, which is another very fun Reddit sub that you should only go in to laugh at. But <laughs> there, there's that. But yeah, it's a mix. I guess, uh, business owners, inheritors, high, very, very high income earners, and the people who just randomly win millions of dollars once or twice in their life. Well, I think that's what's so interesting is we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's almost like regardless of how much money you have, regardless of how much money you earn, we all have the same questions, the same fears, <laughs> the same anxieties. And so I think it is hard to look from a different income level and say, you're worried about this? Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. I would say the worries are slightly different at that income, but it it is interesting to look at. The thing that I was curious about, is, and still I'm curious in this sub and why I hang out there, is because originally, like, my Fat Fire target was $4 million, and that I was looking at people that have 10 or 20 million and are like, keep, and I was just, I just am like, what are you buying? Like, what are you doing? What in your life makes you believe that this income is necessary to sustain it? So that's why I just like to 
hang out in there. And well, learn. and what is the reasons? Like, do people discuss that there? They discuss a mix of things. Like, it's just really the standard of living that you want to have. Like, I love the Fat Fire sub because they ask, like, the really important questions, like, how many houses should you have? <laughs> and should I own an airplane or should I just charter private jets? What oh size gosh. of yacht is too big of a yacht? How how much time do you guys spend on your yacht every year? Oh, my gosh. See, I just don't know. I can't. I need to lurk more. But I did. I, like, just quickly scrolling. And in the last 24 hours, it seems like a really common theme for a lot of people is, like, I don't know if I want to work. I feel like I need to take a break. Like they all feel they're burnt out. Yeah. Cause I think for the ones that are working, so not the inheritors and not the people who have had the exit, it's really hard to earn those incomes. So chances are you've sacrificed a lot. If you're at that threshold, a lot of people struggle about when to sell their business. You'll see a lot of posts like that where people know if they sell their business, that will be their exit, their fat fire number, but it's like very hard to first sell your baby that you've built up, but also to be like, oh, if I held on for two more years, maybe I could get twice as much and things like that. So people are trying to figure it out. There's also a lot, like they call them golden handcuffs in Yes, I saw many posts about that. (laughs) Where it's hard to leave those very high paying positions because there's just so few out there that a lot of these people are really burnt out at their jobs. And I see people post like what they make. There's $1 million W-2 income. Like that's a salary in the US. So there's people making $1 million in salary and they know if they leave that job, they'll never make that money again. So there's a lot of those posts as well. That's why I would say these subs kind of go around the concept of financial independence and retire early. Like the end game is to retire early. And that's the response that you're going to get. If you post in these subs, they're going to encourage you to leave. They're going to say, pick your number. Because it's not sustainable to stay. Just because it's a sub of people who want to retire early. And that's one of the reasons like, I haven't like fully bought into it because I don't want to retire early. I found even as I came up to my fat fire number, I, if anything, I just wanted to like keep working more. So I don't resonate as much with their message of like, get out now. But that's, that's the advice that they'll give. So if you're looking for people to encourage you to like quit your job, they will do that for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> But they're pretty good at like walking through like, and it depends where you live. Like there's people in that sub that are in New York, other people are in cheaper cities. And there's a difference like $200,000 a year sounds like a ton of money. Maybe if you live in like Wisconsin, it's not very much if you live in New York. So people go in that sub to kind of figure out what lifestyle compromises do I have to make to retire early at the income that will sustain me in the lifestyle I want. But I don't know that it's, it's exciting. I enjoy well, it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's interesting too because again, it's like the crossover when we're talking about golden handcuffs. It's like the golden handcuffs is you'll never make this income at a different job. Yeah. Whereas for like the average person, it's like I'm closing in on retirement and I cannot leave because I my entire pension is wrapped up in this career. Yeah. Yeah. It. I. Yeah. From that perspective, it's a hundred percent the same problems, just with more zeros. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so like, I think that just interests me so much is the psychology behind it, because 
how different are the anxiety levels or the stress levels? Is it more if you have more zeros because you have more ability to, you have more time to worry because you you don't have to work <laughs> as much or like, I don't know. I mean, it's a money trauma goldmine. When yeah, you dig into that's what it. I felt like scrolling. <laughs> like people have the same anxieties of as anywhere else. They've worried that they've overinflated their lifestyle. They're afraid that if they quit now, they'll run out of money. They are worried that like the stock market or the real estate market will crash and eradicate their wealth. Um, but it is also interesting to lurk in those forums because I think for me personally, it was really good to get out of like personal finance Canada Reddit and spend more time in fat fire Reddit with people who were just like, didn't worry about expenses less than like two or $5,000. Or I was like personal right. finance Reddit. Everyone's like, let's get the highest interest savings account so we can get an extra 40 cents per month on our emergency fund. And I, it was just like so obsessed and granular. Whereas if you move over to the fat fire Reddit, people are like, okay, how can you earn another like $300,000 on top of this project that you're doing? And the focus is much bigger. People don't agonize over very small amounts. And I think they, on a lot of financial issues, they actually see more clearly because they're not constrained by every single dollar. They have more bandwidth. Exactly. So that, yeah, that's been so fascinating. But I do want to um, send out a warning for people who uh, do want to go like it's okay to lurk but they're going to know right away if you're in there LARPing <laughs> right <laughs> they, they go wild for LARPers and at first I, I didn't catch them as as well but now I like you can just tell a vibe from someone's post that they're they're not supposed to be there I like Occasionally, we get ones that are just blatant where someone will make a post and ask, like, what mindset shifts got you to $10 million? Aww. And people will just rip them apart. But then sometimes there's other people that are cosplaying in there. It's really funny. Like, they'll go in and they're like, my net worth is $10 million, $2 million's in this. I'm spending $400,000 a year on this. And they'll, like, list all these things. And you'll see immediately, like, the replies are like, oh, we have another LARPer where it's just like pretending people pretending to be rich. And it's funny that you you can see that like once you belong to that group, you know who's pretending and you know who's legitimate. <laughs> I think that's really interesting, actually, because, yeah, if you're actually able to spend that kind of money, you would know what's realistic and what's not. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have that kind of experience, it's not possible. Yeah, because one time there was someone doing that and people were like, making fun of them and they're like yeah you're just larping in here and he i can't remember what he said but he and then he said he was arguing back and then he said something about save up for a rolex and i was like save up for a rolex no one in this <laughs> forum would save up for a rolex buddy you're lost get out <laughs> well no i think like this is a really good example of finding balance i don't necessarily know if either like the Canadian Personal Finance Forum or the Fat Fire Forum are healthy completely <laughs> because on one end you are struggling with scarcity yes. and that like I really need to scrape and get by with every dollar like every dollar needs to be accounted for every mm -hmm. dollar needs to be monitored we know how dangerous that is we've done it yeah and then there's the opposite end where it's like I just can't worry about small stuff like that 
Um, so both of them have their pros and cons, <laughs> but it's nice to meet somewhere in the middle. I feel like I would fall somewhere in the middle of that. You can and- go hang out in the Henry Forum or the Chubby Fire. If you're fi- like, again, these are fire forums. I kind of like Henry because it's not focused on early retirement. The fire ones are still gung ho about like picking your number and leaving, which is also really interesting. Like it, it talked me out of fire, but I enjoyed reading people's experiences with fire and right. people who had fired at comfortable levels. And so that is cool. Like it, the, these forums are good for that. But I mean, I don't think you should hang out in fat fire if you're like struggling financially, because then I think oh, everyone yeah. will just piss you off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very true. I'm just looking at Henry now because it's, it's Henry Finance. I'll link all of these subreddits in the notes. So if you do want to go check them out, if you're looking to find a community like this, you can. But this one does seem a little bit more like they're still talking about budgets in Henry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you have to. Yeah. And they're still talking about insurance and and like they're also talking about similar issues they talk about in Fat Fire as far as like the anxieties go. So I think yeah, finding a balance of whatever is going to make the most sense for you financially, because that's just it for me is I don't actually know what I want long term past coast fire. I think this is it's such a good place to look because I think with money, we can get so obsessed with the dollar amounts and not think about what we actually want that to translate to. And by finding these communities where people have either already achieved those milestones, or they're working towards them as well. And you can just straight up ask, like, what are you going to do when you achieve that? Or what? how are you managing your money now? Like the Henry Forum is awesome for that because they're like, because oh, for a lot of them, their income is like brand new, obviously. And they're like, what do I do with this now? Because I've changed so much from my middle class lifestyle to what I can afford now. And I want to use it responsibly so I can continue on the track to potentially fire or fat fire. Yeah, I think I'm going to start browsing because like (laughs) I feel like you never talked about fat fire until you found reddit no because I didn't really know it was a thing until I found the reddit for sure I do think it was a bad influence though because like I said my target went from like 4 million to 10 million pretty quick right (laughs) (laughs) which was not good (laughs) but that's just it is like you had a target and I don't even have a target right now And I'm wondering if it's just because of my age or why I haven't been able to zoom out and look at that. Yeah, I think you should have a long-term direction with what you want your money to buy you in your lifetime. And it doesn't have to be early retirement, but it's good to explore those options. Like one of the things that I love that's adjacent to the Fat Fire is they have a fat travel Reddit. Mm. And that's where people will just post like all the luxury vacations and they'll give really, really extremely thorough reviews of incredible resorts and high-end hotels. And it kind of gives you an idea of like, oh, do I want to work to have that experience and things like that? So it's it's just so fun for that. And you know me, I lurk in these forums because I've always just been curious about how people think, especially rich people. And it has always been fascinating to me. And so I love just like lurking and seeing what every, everyone's thinking. Honestly, <laughs> it's the thinking. same as reality TV. You need to see <laughs> other real people living life and question them 
And like, it is like, you're looking at them from the outside and you're like, you're yeah. learning. And some of it has been like, so heartening. Like, I really love the Fat Fire also really agrees around like paying staff really well. Like when people ask, how do I find a nanny or how do I find a housekeeper? Or one time there was a post where people were asking how much bonus should I give? to Mm. my staff and I was surprised like virtually everyone said I give one to two months in income as a Christmas bonus and they were horrified when people gave less they would they were straight up shaming them if they were giving them less and I was like oh that's like just really nice to hear that these people are being very generous with their staff and that that was common practice I'm wondering if a lot of this is because most of these people are that first generation that have this sort of income level because you wouldn't really have like someone who inherited their family wealth. It's like uh, maybe a random inheritance or like, is it a mixture? There's a few, but not a ton. Usually you get someone that has just been notified that they're going to receive an inheritance at some point, And then they're in there to be like, how do I manage this? Because this is going to change my life. But no, most people on any kind of fire path are first gen. And their new money. There are a few second gens and third gens in there, and I guess like legacy family wealth, but mo- most money is new money. Yeah. To be honest, I feel like one of the benefits of FIRE, and we have done an entire podcast talking about FIRE, and we're like very realistic that some of it is unhealthy when it comes <laughs> to this community. But I do think that there is a lot of benefit to actually looking at people that have this kind of outlook on life. Yes. If you are someone who is stuck in the mindset that you need to work, like you said, like it's it's nice to sometimes hear from other people who are looking to get away from that because yeah. so many millennials have this intense need for productivity and this intense need to work and they lose everything outside of that world. Yeah, or just the focus solely on money and just watching numbers go up on a screen. Like, I think all the FIRE communities are really thoughtful of, like, what lifestyle do you want? What number do you need for that lifestyle? And then forget about everything else. There's none of this, like, trying to hit a certain target just because. It's just, like, what exactly are you trying to do with your life? Not what number are you trying to hit? If you're trying to constantly put out fires at work, you should probably be looking at fire because (laughs) none of those fires are ever going to be real. (laughs) No, and your your work will replace you the second you leave. They don't care. Like people are so loyal to a job when their job is not loyal to them at all. Yeah. So I like I more recently, since I've become self-employed, have been thinking about fire in the back of my mind because mm-hmm. there's just more control. I have more choices. And I think maybe that's why I'm overwhelmed about like, <laughs> whoa, what does retirement look like now? Because it's completely on me. Like I don't have to do anything traditionally anymore. Yes. And I think that's maybe when these sort of ideas start to open up for you. Yeah. I don't, Now I've been self-employed so long that I haven't thought of it. But it, for me, like it's weird to think that your retirement is wholly in your control. But also when you're self-employed, if you like what you're doing, there's which is where I am now, there's not a lot of incentive to stop. Like I don't know how I'm going to feel in five or 10 or 15 years. But for the most part, I like working. 
Yeah. On something. I like doing something. So I personally can't see myself like fully retiring, but I like the financial independence aspect of it. Yeah. And I think when you're in a nine to five, you just assume, like we've talked about before, you assume you have to work like the same hours. You have to work nine (laughs) to five, eight to four from Monday to Friday, every single week. And you've been doing that for your whole life. So you also just assume I have to retire at 65. (laughs) I have to start pulling money out of my RSP by this age. Like you forget to be creative. (gasps) And so I think that what I'm getting from this whole conversation is that these subreddits are actually giving you the creativity and the freedom to think about a world outside of this traditional box that we've been told we have to live within. That just, that made me think, I don't need a subreddit. That just shocked my, because while you were talking about that, I'm like, why do I always use 65 as my retirement age? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I do that. Like even in my spreadsheets I make, I always use 65 and I'm like, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense. But I also think like a lot of things shifted for me when you, I think this was back in fall, you said maybe you were going to shift your hours to be more like one week on, one week off, two weeks on, two weeks off. And I was like, you can do that. And and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. So now that I do, yeah. So now (laughs) that I do have my own ability to like schedule my time, I, I don't work any normal hours ever. And I think prior to you saying that to me, I would have felt really bad about it. And now I'm just like, no, this is, I don't have to do the same thing every single day. That's not, that's not a thing. Like, it doesn't make <laughs> so, sense. So I, I need to give credit for that. That, it, that advice was from Kate Perkovic, who is my business coach. I've been working with her, I think, for a year now, a long time. And I can't remember, but we had a, meeting at one point and I was like talking about just like feeling overwhelmed and I always had so much to do every and every week and she goes like well why do you work every week and I was like (laughs) what do you what do you mean why do I work every week okay and she's like well I do a and b weeks and she alternates her schedule where she'll schedule all the intense things in her a week her on week and then b week is kind of more relaxing and then it shifts back and she also does like no meetings on mondays or fridays so everything is essentially done tuesday to thursday on her a weeks and that and it doesn't necessarily mean you do nothing because i've never been able to get nothing on my b weeks except when i go on vacation but for the most part i do do lesser work on the B weeks. And those are the times where I'll like throw an extra tennis lesson in, or I'll like watch TV in the middle of the day, which is stuff I would never let myself do during an A week. But yeah, that, that really helped me make some weeks very intense, but then tons of relaxation. And I don't know, it didn't occur to me that I only had to work every second week until Kate said it. Yeah. I think it's just like, you need to explore what other people are doing with their money. I think most of the people listening to this podcast want that. They don't want an average life where they work the same job for 30 years and they retire at the same age as everyone else. I think most of us- Are you sure? Because they all have pensions (laughs) and they just, they want to know how much more to save on top of their pension. Oh my gosh, our pension babies. I really love our, our, <laughs> our little babies. Our little That's pension such a cute babies. term for them. I like that too. Maybe they should start a subreddit. <laughs> That'd be cute. But no, I think like most of the people who are listening, you're listening because you want to have a healthier relationship with money. You want to mm-hmm. achieve some sort of 
independence, freedom, stability, whatever it may be. And I think unless you kind of look outside of your daily circle of people that you interact with, it's really hard to know what options there are for your money. Yes, 100%. That you've never considered before. It, yes. And that's and that's really why I think these communities are so valuable. And especially on a place like Reddit, where there does seem to be more thought behind the posts and people post more intelligently than, say, like Twitter. I can still call it that, right? Does it still oh, yeah. exist? I have no idea. Is I haven't X- logged in. <laughs> months. Is X still there? I don't even... Anyway, <laughs> compared to that other social media platform that once existed and dominated a lot of my time, I just enjoy like the long form responses on Reddit. I enjoy the thoughtfulness and I enjoy the unique communities and how you can kind of just like pop in and lurk. I virtually never post. I just like to lurk. Um, but I've learned so much from people that I just would not have access to otherwise. Like, where am I going to meet someone that has a 50 million or a hundred million dollar net worth? And that will let me know like what their day to day is like and how they spend their money nowhere. And you can go into these places and they're going to be super transparent. They're going to share with you even their thought process of like lifestyle design. And it's been so incredibly valuable from that regard. Yeah. I think money is just like, you need a community when it comes to money. You do need a community. Yeah, You're totally because right. it's just like, it's really, like you said, it's really hard to have these conversations with people in your everyday life. Even if you do, sometimes it's not going to be the full picture because mm-hmm. it, it's scary sometimes for others to share those sort of details with you. So finding people who are willing is like going to change everything for you. It's it's so good. And I know I, I said sometimes there's bad advice on Personal Finance Canada, but that's not always true. Sometimes the advice is really good. Like I see people often will post there and they're like, my bank approved me for this mortgage. Should I take it? And it's like chaotic. They're like, I make $80,000 a year. My mortgage is going to be 600000 Can I afford this? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like that too, that it gives you a place where you can ask those questions, especially because it's largely anonymous, right? Like you can choose how much detail you want to give or not. But I love that people feel safe to disclose really particular details about their finances and get thoughtful responses and often good, not perfect, but often good. Or at least something to to think about that maybe they wouldn't get any input otherwise and they just sign on the dotted line. (laughs) I know. No. So, well, I started the neighborhood in December. Oh, yeah. Same vibe. Your community. A private community where you can talk about money with other women. And I feel like it's the same energy. Like people just genuinely come in and they're like, I'm really stressed about this money issue. And they share all the details and everyone's like boosting them up and supportive. And like, you just don't find that. I lurk in there too. I am in there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Another place I do not post, but I am there. I know. So I I remember when you purchased your (laughs) membership and I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to freak out because there's a rich neighbor moving in next door. (laughs) But no, I just like, yeah, I I really appreciate everyone in there because they are super honest and just straightforward about their finances. It's such a healthy community too, because again, I'm a lurker, not a poster, but everyone (laughs) is so encouraging and sweet. And I love that they share like their wins. Yeah. Like it's so celebratory. 
And to be honest, it's kind of better than the Reddit because it's not male dominated. <laughs> that makes things better. But I, I do really love it in there. It's the other community I lurk in. <laughs> uh, thanks for lurking. We, we see you and we appreciate you. I, I am there, you guys. If you say something, I will maybe like it, but I will see it. I just won't answer. They'll probably all send you a note after they hear this. <laughs> okay, so at the end of this all... You have given us like a few different subreddits. I'm going to link them all because mm-hmm. I'm going to go explore now. I am actually think I'm going to join the Henry Finance. There's probably more that I haven't even thought of or didn't follow. But yeah, because there's some investing ones on there. So I do want to, I just want to oh mention like, be very cautious with those. Like we all know the story of Wall Street Bets, the the movie mm-hmm. Dumb Money about it was pretty funny too. So that was good. Every so often I'll peek into Wall Street Bets for lols. And there are investing forums on there. And again, it's a mix of good and bad advice. So just approach with caution. I do think it's better to get your advice elsewhere, but the community on Reddit is super valuable and I love it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Money Feels. You can subscribe to our podcast anywhere you listen and leave us a review to help others know what we're all about. You can also join over 300 other money friends on our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. You can follow us on Instagram at Mixed Up Money for Me, at Bridgie Casey for Bridget, and at Money Feels Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Money.